Tom Brady finally made his return to Foxborough in one of the most hyped up games of the last decade. It was a hard fought battle. It was an ugly game from Tom Brady, but the Buccaneers escaped Foxborough with the win 19 to 17 over the New England Patriots. We dive into that game right here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms now, including YouTube. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. David, before we dive in to our takes on the game, as we always do on the Locked On Bucks podcast, let's kick it over to our voicemail line and hear from a Buccaneers fan and their reaction to the game. David James is Greco. Man, I'm so glad that we won. Well, boy, do we have a whole lot of work to do. Banged up? Man, this is this is looking crazy. I'm glad we got the win. Go Bucks. All right, Greco, appreciate the phone call, buddy. On a historic night in Foxborough, Massachusetts, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got the scoring start of the 29-yard field goal by kicker Ryan Suckup. Of course, the kick and the three points weren't the biggest part of that drive when it happened because during the drive leading to the three points, Brady connected with wide receiver Mike Evans on a 28-yard pass and catch eventually after some spotting issues, giving the legendary quarterback 80,359 career passing yards surpassing Drew Brees by one yard to become the NFL's all-time leading passer. From there, it was game on, as they say, a New England Patriots rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, responded by giving his team the lead midway through the second quarter on an 11-yard touchdown pass to tight end Hunter Henry. Another Ryan Suckup field goal made it 7-6 to New England at the half. Only one score in the third quarter, and it belonged to the Bucs. Running back Ronald Jones found the end zone from eight yards out, and Tampa Bay took a 13-7 to lead into the fourth quarter. From there, things got fun or less fun, depending on how you view it, as the Pats and Bucks traded scores with New England putting up 10 points in the fourth quarter. A touchdown pass from Jones to tight end John U. Smith and a Nick Folk 27-yard field goal got them their points. For Tampa Bay, it was two field goals, one from 27 and another from 48 yards out, both of them made by Suckup. The final field goal from Suckup was the 48-yarder and gave the Buccaneers a 19-17 lead which became the final score after former Bucks kicker Nick Folk missed a 56-yard kick as it doinked off the left upright into the Foxborough night, never to be heard or seen from. Again, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers improved to 3-1 through four games of the 2021 NFL season, while the New England Patriots fall to 1-3. Next up for the Bucks, a home contest against the Miami Dolphins. Greco shared his thoughts, James. We're going to share our thoughts here on this episode. We're here from some other Bucks fans as well. But real quick, before we dive into the Buccaneers, let's talk about the opponent, the New England Patriots. For one, the play on the field, but two, the welcome for Tom Brady, not just by the fan base, but from also also from the team. Uh, what were your thoughts on what went down in Foxborough on Sunday night? Uh, I'll tell you what, the, the fan rope-a-dope that they ran on Tom Brady was outstanding. They do the tribute video. There's Brady chants. He's running out of the tunnel and everybody's cheering and hooping and hollering. And then 
Tom Brady sets foot on the field to take the first snap for the Buccaneers offense, the Boo Birds were drowning everything out. It was it was like, okay, we gave you your props. We we showed our appreciation. We showed our love for the 20 years that you played here. Now you're just like any other guy who comes in here to try to beat the Patriots, and we are going to boo the heck out of you. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. It was great gamesmanship. But my thoughts on the Patriots are, are simply this. They, again, we've seen this all four weeks. Well, three of the four weeks, I'll say. A great defensive game plan. The Bucs had no problem moving the ball up and down the field between the 20s, but they got into the red zone and that Patriots defense really clamped down. They were doing a lot of things that they were showing pre-snap that made Brady think he knew what was going to come, and then they changed it the last second. They were running a lot of things out of different looks, trying to create some confusion, create some chaos for the Buccaneers offense, and it worked really, really well. Mac Jones looked fantastic. Um, I'm not going to to get too deep into him looking fantastic because of the Bucks defense. I'll have some thoughts on that later, but Mac Jones looked poised, ready for the primetime stage and overall looked pretty good against the Buccaneers. So it was, it was a heavyweight bout, man. I, that's, that's the best way you could put it. There was, there was left hook, right hook, left hook, right hook, right jab. And finally suck up was able to, to land the knock. Well, the left upright landed the knockout blow, I guess you could say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, I thought that the New England Patriots, from an organizational standpoint, first and foremost, really did a good job of kind of uh, showing reverence and and honoring everything that Tom had done for them and during his career in the 20 years and honoring the fact that they won six championships together. And then, yeah, the fan base. I mean, that was kind of the question of this whole thing is like, you know, that a lot of the fans have love for Tom Brady and, and for obvious reasons. But how much was that love going to override the fact that they're still Patriots fans and they're still in New England? They still want to see their brand and their logo being successful you know obviously i think most of them is like well if the pats can't win it then you know hopefully tom wins it and i get all that but i think at the end of the day on this sunday night football matchup they want their patriots to win uh the game and come away with the win obviously so i thought it was really interesting how that dynamic kind of went you know you you saw all the video testimonials and and all that stuff and then you heard them uh you know cheering for him as he ran out for the for the warm-ups and everything what I thought was real interesting, James, was how they, they kind of mentioned a couple times during the broadcast that Tom Brady didn't do his normal early workout and warm up on the field. And I think that's kind of indicative of the emotions of this whole thing. And, you know, he tried to play it down. I listened to his podcast and he tried to say, you know, it's, it's another game you got to get ready for. And of course, there's history and da, 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 da. you know, really, then they just want to keep your routine and do all that. But really, I think at the end of it, 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 it was just one of those moments that you can't you can't possibly try to hide. Uh, that type of emotion, you know, you go uh, another game of emotion today. I'm just, I'm just full of covering games, full of emotion today. Cause Taylor Heineke, uh, Washington football team quarterback returning to his home state of Georgia, returning an hour away from where he grew up playing football. And now he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. And they kind of talked about the story of him crashing on his sister and his brother-in-law's couch. Now his brother-in-law literally had to wake him up every morning just to get him going at his lowest point. I mean, there's just a lot of emotion in this game. I think it shows the human side of it. And I think that's important because Sometimes we forget that human side of it. And so a lot of human emotion going into it. But at the end of the day, I mean, both the teams that I cover came out with wins. So maybe I'm the good luck charm here, but uh, not not beautiful wins, not pretty wins. You know, you're not going to put them up on the mantle. But like you said, uh, they come out the win 1917. They're three and one. And uh, I was talking to some friends of mine in the DMs a little bit before we started recording. They've got four very winnable games 
coming up, including a division match against the New Orleans Saints and Jameis Winston. You know, so I mean, this team could be eight and one, even with everything going on around it. I think that really kind of shows as frustrated as some people are. We're going to get into that a little bit. This is actually, this is still a very good, very solid team from the foundation, even some of the depth and some of the coaches. The fact that everything that's happening with this team and all the disappointment, I guess, if you want to call it that, time with this team, they still have a very, very, not say easy, but easily understandable or easily statable road to eight and one. And I think that's, that's pretty amazing when you, when you think about the Buccaneers doing this. Yeah, I was on Locked On today with Bo Brock and we talked about exactly that. We talked about the, the Bucks have a, a get right stretch coming up here where they can start to get a little bit more healthy. They can get Richard, uh, Richard Sherman a little bit more acclimated to the defensive scheme. He, he had no business being out there. We're going to get into that in just a little bit, but because of circumstances, he was out there. So yeah, I mean, as bleak as things can look, uh, they, they certainly are on a path that could lead to them being, you know, right back in that number one spot in the NFC. Uh, we're going to get into plenty more of that here in just a minute. But of course we have an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. And that is get upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, all you have to do is download the free get upside app in the app store or Google play right now. Use the promo code touchdown and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, that's me. I drive a lot. That's the life of a hockey dad. Go Miami. Uh, you know, they're making up to two to $300 a month in cash back. There's absolutely no catch. The cash gets back, added back to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, your PayPal. You can redeem it for gift cards from places like Amazon or other brands. All you have to do is download the free app, get upside from the Play Store or the App Store, and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, promo code touchdown. All right, moving to segment two here at the Locked on Bucks podcast. Victory Monday, James Yarko, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeat right. the New England Patriots. I am David Harrison, joined by James. And on Twitter, you can find us at dharrison82, at jyarko underscore bucks, at Locked on Bucks. If you're watching us on YouTube, welcome. And uh, you can see our Twitter handles right under our ugly mugs. If you're listening in, our, in the traditional format, hopefully you're paying attention. Shoot us a follow. Uh, interact with us as much as you can. We, we love all interaction from Buccaneers fans. And, of course, we appreciate you guys making the Lockdown Bucks podcast your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. And like James said earlier, now on YouTube, as, uh, as amazingly disappointing as that might be for some people out there. Uh, but, James, we've got some more fans. Hopefully, they're not the disappointed kind because, again, their Buccaneers came out with a win, as ugly as it might have been. So let's hear from our buddy, Yusuf. Wow. Just wow. A win is a win is a win. This is Yusuf out here in Phoenix. You know, I said before the season started that I thought these two games would be two of the toughest, I thought. Um, and the Rams and the Patriots, I thought we would lose against the Rams. And I, I 
I, I was hoping we would win against the Patriots, but it wasn't a, a lock for me. Um, people all week were telling me Bucks are going to blow out the Patriots. And I said, it's going to be a lot closer than you think. That Patriots secondary is, is legit. And the, the chess game that happened tonight was unbelievable. Um, we have a lot to work on, on the defense and offense, obviously, particularly the defense with, with losing Carlton Davis to a, it looks like a, a quad injury. Hopefully it's, he'll, he'll be okay. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but I, I, I didn't look very good. So prayers out to him and let's hope for the best. Um, I thought a couple guys that really stepped up for the, the offense today was Land Fournette and, um, AB, they made some clutch catches um, with AB making a few great catches tonight. But um, anyways, guys, as always, go Bucks. But I'm also going to bring back my mantra from last year. Not getting too high, but not getting too low either. Anyways, guys, go Bucks. All right, Yusuf, appreciate you, man. I love that. Not getting too high, not getting too low. That's 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 a great way of looking at things, honestly. I mean, until your team is winning the Super Bowl. Hopefully, I can't remember the, if we got a voicemail immediately after the Super Bowl last year. Hopefully, Yusuf turned up a little bit uh, after that one. That's that's when you want to get too high. That's when you want to enjoy it um, you know, the best way you can. And, James, uh, a lot is going to be said about this Buccaneers team and, and the way that they won. Look, uh, a week ago, you know, the, the Los Angeles Rams, they they – Pretty well manhandled the Buccaneers, right? They end up taking the the unanimous number one spot in the locked on power rankings, uh, and then they go out there and they look pretty vulnerable against the Arizona Cardinals. And we know the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, as, as good as they've played so far, they've got some vulnerabilities. Granted, they're undefeated, um, but there but there's no there's no impermeable teams out there. Everybody's got their weaknesses, but everybody's also got their solid points here. So let's let's start with the, the offense. Tom Brady, you know, coming home again and and. Honestly, by now, I'm kind of happy that this is going to be one of the last conversations we have about the homecoming. But it's it's a good moment for Tom. I'm glad he had him. I'm glad his parents were there. Uh, and I'm glad the fans who had the opportunity to come back there show their thankfulness to him, uh, despite the fact that he no longer wears their colors, got that opportunity. But I'm looking forward to Miami, James. But let's talk about this Buccaneers offense from Sunday night. What did you uh, What did you see? What did you think? Can you imagine real quick if the Bucs and Patriots played in the Super Bowl? Can you imagine uh, two weeks of that, uh, I I couldn't talk about Brady's return to Foxborough anymore. Like I might I would, get the flu that the two weeks. Like, yeah, we have to see a Bailey Adams from Bucks Nation uh, wants to wants to make his YouTube debut at least on the Lockdown Bucks podcast. Oh man, um, as far as the offense was concerned, that was to me that was the the weak side of the ball for the Buccaneers on Sunday night. They did finish with 380 yards, but they were nine for 19 on third down. They did get the 91 rushing yards out of Leonard Fournette, but no touchdowns through the air. None. The one touchdown in this game came from Ronald Jones, and it was a matter of not being able to finish. Antoine Winfield Jr. set this team up with not one, but two takeaways. He had an interception. He forced a fumble that was recovered by Richard Sherman. What did the Bucs do with it? punted it right back to the Patriots. The offense couldn't finish when they got into the red zone. It, a, a big part of that is you see how much they miss Rob Gronkowski in those situations. You see how much he opens things up for other guys like Mike and Chris. And, and they even had 
a goal-to-go situation where they pull Antonio Brown off the field and replaced him with Tyler Johnson. I just didn't really understand what they were trying to accomplish, what they were trying to do, but Tom Brady was just off the whole night. He was throwing the ball too high for some of these guys. Some of the reads were off. He looked rushed. He looked flustered. There were a couple of times that he was escaping from the pocket and trying to make plays. We had we had balls bouncing off of guys' hands and, and off their fingertips. It was a mess offensively. Luckily, they got enough to get it done, but it was it was rough. Yeah, I mean, it, it honestly, it kind of reminded me a little bit of going to work with a hangover. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever done that, but I've done that before. And that's it's kind of one of those things where you're like, look, if I can just get out of here without ruining my career, I'll be okay. And I don't think Tom was hungover. Anybody else was, just for the record. Uh, but, yeah, very, very almost sluggish looking. And I'm sure the weather didn't help either. But, uh, yeah, not not a beautiful performance by any means for this Buccaneers offense. But looking over at the defense, I mean, listen, uh, you know, especially later in the game there, and I know that the Patriots putting up some points and they were doing some things and, and Mac Jones was looking pretty good. And a lot of people were getting frustrated, especially on Twitter, you know, and a lot of fans were getting frustrated. I mean, at one point, uh, you know, I had tweeted, you know, come on defense. Like, you know, they put the defense back on the field and, I think that you know at the time the Buccaneers had had a had a slim lead and they were hoping to preserve the lead. And our good buddy, uh, diehard Buccaneers fan, Brent Allen, actually tweeted back at me at the Locked On Bucks Twitter account and was like, "What for? Like, why? What? You know, why do you want the defense back on the field?" It's like, well, you know, hopefully you can preserve the lead. They didn't, you know, but that's okay. But listen, you just gave up 17 points to a team in the National Football League at a time where 23, 25 points is the average. I mean, I don't. I think coming into the weekend, 23 points was the was the scoring average. Uh, and I get nobody wants this defense to be average, but like Yusef just kind of chronicled there. I mean, uh, you're already out SMB. You're already out Jamel Dean. Carlton Davis gets hurt. Eventually, Antoine Winfield Jr. gets hurt. Richard Sherman is out there with two days of practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, listen, you know, yeah. I, could Jason Light have drafted another cornerback? Absolutely. But who are you giving up? Who, which, who's the draft pick that you're giving back? Maybe Jalen Darden. Okay. But you think, you think a late round cornerback is really going to make that big of an impact here versus like a Ross Cockrell or a D Delaney? Um, you know, I know the Kyle Trask pick has has been brought up over the last week uh, as as a potential spot. But you know, I look at this defense and and I applaud the guys who were on the field. You know, who who did what they did for for the way they could look. Here, I'm going to break some stuff down for you. The New England Patriots. You know, I love numbers. I'm trying to make this quick. New England Patriots threw the ball or dropped back to pass 76 percent of their snaps on Sunday night, and with that, Mac Jones threw for 275 yards, despite the fact that they're the passing was about 80% of their offense. He threw for 275 yards. Again, in a time where 300 yards isn't even really all that amazing anymore, right? And he completed 78% of his passes. That's amazing. But he slowly threw for 275 yards. Tom Brady, like you kind of mentioned, he, he completed 51% of his passes. If he had thrown 56 passes, that would have accounted for the exact same amount of offense that Mac Jones dropping back did. 56 pass attempts. And if he would have completed 28 of those, which is about 51%, James, he would have thrown for 340 yards. So that's the difference in product in productivity. Even as much as the offense struggle for the Buccaneers, it's still night and day when you're talking about Tom Brady versus Mac Jones. And this defense is a big part of that. Yeah, well, you, you look at this defense and they do lose Carlton Davis on a special teams play, which is brutal. So Richard Sherman with his couple of days within the building and within the system is now your number one corner. You're out there with Ross Cockrell and D Delaney and Pierre Desir. But this defense comes into the game with three sacks on the season. They get four. They get four on, on Sunday night, two of them from rookie Joe Tryon Shoinka. And, you know, I was seeing all over Twitter, 
uh, you know, this defense can't stop anybody. This defense can't do anything. They allowed three scoring drives, three. They had two takeaways that the offense didn't capitalize on. They had third down stops where they were getting the ball back and the offense couldn't capitalize it. The defense showed up and did their job. It may not have been pretty all the time. They may have gotten, you know, hamper. We we could be having a very different conversation about some really bad calls on that final drive if Folk doesn't miss that field goal. Mm -hmm. But by and large, given the situation that the secondary was in and the situation that the Bucs were in, this defense showed up got their job done and were almost let down by Tom Brady in the offense. Yeah. I mean, anytime in the NFL in these days, uh, you hold an opposing team to under 20 points. You did your job well enough for your team to win. And I mean, honestly, both defenses can walk into their locker rooms saying that they did enough for their team to win on Sunday night. Uh, but you know, listen, I, I don't want to say it's the same old bucks fans, but I mean, a lot of times it's easy for us to slip back into some of our old habits. I had to re uh, remind our boy, Mike Kewak about, you know, Hey, couple years ago, man, this game was a loss. And he was like, yeah, you know, that's that's true, too. And, and kind of take it with that silver lining there a little bit. So some familiar uh, tones coming from Bucks Nation on Sunday night as they watch the Buccaneers narrowly defeat the New England Pages. But there's some other stuff that sounds familiar these days, too. And that is how many devices we all have to watch our favorite entertainment. You got one that lets you catch the game live, one that lets you stream your favorite shows. You got sports highlights on your phone and your best friend's neighbor's boyfriend's password is hooking you up with the rest of the stuff. Well, I'm going to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love and get your TV together. It's called direct TV stream and it brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before. So you watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. It means no more juggling remotes. It means no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with direct TV stream. You can learn more at DirectTV.com. Again, that's DirectTV.com to learn more about direct TV stream. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Now, for those of you new to the show, I'm going to talk a lot about being a hockey dad. And one of the things that I did yesterday morning when I got up at 530 to take my son to a tournament, I packed the cooler, threw in the Gatorade, and I threw in the Built Bars. They are the go-to, especially in between games, for that boost, a healthy snack, a healthy protein bar. And if you don't know the flavors, here you go. There's coconut, cherry, coconut almond, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. This week, limited time flavor, cookie dough chunk. Now, if you don't know what your favorite flavor is, go ahead and order a mixed box. You're going to get two of each of those bars. You're going to be able to figure out what your favorite flavor is. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bar, but they are also good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Victory Monday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison, coming to you free and on all platforms, which now includes YouTube. Please check out the show on YouTube. Subscribe while you are there. If you are watching, welcome to the show. We appreciate you. And if you want to be part of the show, you can be like some of these other fans and you can call in and leave us a voicemail just like our next caller. What's up, boys? Tyler from Boston uh, coming to you 
from the uh, Patriots land, and uh, my gosh, what a win. And, um, you know, everybody thinks that Mac Jones had a great game. I agree. Uh, great game by Tom Brady as well, and kicks full conspiracy theory. Kicks full. Uh, I don't know if he doinked it for us or not, but man, what a game! Um, lots of Patriots fans appreciative of Tom, and uh, once it came to game time, they were appreciative. Uh, but on, you know, of course, on the Patriots side, naturally. But um, what a great game! What a great win! Go Bucks! Fire the cannon! Tyler, it's always great to hear from you. I'm sure you're going to have plenty of people that you can bother in Boston today. On this victory Monday, David, let's go ahead and get into our plays and players of the game. And for me, this was an easy one. The Patriots are marching. They are in a position where they can try to win the game. And on third and three, Levante David with a pass breakup, bats the ball down at the line of scrimmage, moves it to fourth and three. The Patriots opt to attempt a 56-yard field goal in the pouring rain. Folk misses it. It hits the upright. It had the distance, just wasn't quite on target. If Mac Jones is able to complete that pass and they get a little bit further in for a little bit easier of a field goal opportunity, again, we could be having a very different conversation, but I called him out the past couple of weeks saying that the big-time players need to make big-time plays. Levante yep. David and Antoine Winfield Jr. did exactly that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, my play of the game is going to be that Antoine Winfield Jr. interception, uh, the very first one. And and it's a group effort. You know, Devin White comes screaming in on the young rookie quarterback. Ross Cockrell, I think it was, uh, gets a hand on the ball, tips it. It goes right into uh, Antoine Winfield Jr.'s hands. And I know it's early in the game and a lot of things happened after that. But it kind of, uh, the reason I picked it is kind of an, an example, a demonstration, if you will, of how much this defense really kind of had Tom Brady's back in this game and that offense is back because, I mean, you saw it as Mac Jones. I mean, again, what did, what did I say? He completed like 75% of his pass, 78% of his pass or something like that. Imagine if he gets comfortable earlier than he actually did in this game, and he did. He eventually settled down, he got comfortable, and he started looking really good. And, and you know, again, maybe people just didn't expect a guy like Mac Jones to be able to do that against this Bucks defense, and that's why they're disappointed. Uh, but listen, if it's not for Devin White, you know, hammering him during during a pass, if it's not for Ross Cockrell getting a hand on the ball in flight, it's not for Antoine Winfield bringing in that interception. We've seen Buccaneers defenders drop interceptions uh, in the past here. You know, those are those are big momentum shift uh, types of plays. And if if that doesn't happen and Mac Jones is allowed to get comfortable just a little bit earlier, like you said, this game could have a very different outcome. And my player of the game, so that's my play of the game. My player of the game is going to be Ryan Suckup. And Honestly, it's Nick Folk missing that last field goal that makes Ryan suck up uh, the player of the game for me. I know he missed a field goal as well, but I mean, those conditions, that type of environment, it's prime time. You're trying to avoid the two two game losing streak, you know, because I mean, the, the similarities were there, right? The last time the Buccaneers lost before last weekend uh, was back in November. And the last loss they had to was to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in a in a back to back losing streak, right? So who had the first loss or who handed them their first loss? The Los Angeles Rams. So this would have been two back-to-back -back losses uh, the last time they lost. Both times were the last times they lost, and the Rams would have been involved in both. And so a whole lot of demons just needed to be exercised uh, there in New England on Sunday night, and Ryan Suckup came through along with the defense. So, yeah, defense for the play of the game, special teams for the player of the game. On Friday's predictive episode, when we did our predictive players of the game, I said Antoine Winfield Jr. was going to be the player of the game. That came to fruition. He is my player of the game. On that episode, I said he was going to have some key pass breakups and create a turnover. Instead, he creates two turnovers with the interception that you mentioned and then the forced fumble 
that was recovered by Richard Sherman. Yeah. We we have to hope that the concussion isn't, you know, actually what happened and yeah. and he's going to be fine to to play, but if he's unavailable, Mike Edwards will be able to step in and and I have complete faith that Edwards will be able to uh to play up to a starting caliber safety as we've seen him do time and time again. But and Richard Sherman will have more than two practices. Yeah, there is that as well. <laughs> so yeah, it was a big game from Antoine Winfield Jr. Again, the big time players on defense needed to make big time plays. Devin yeah. White, Devin White, you had a pick six in your hands. Oh right? man. And you he jumped that it. ball it so bad. Perfect. Dude, he he jumped that ball so well. I said so bad, so well that it ended up behind him. Like that's how much he jumped that route. Is that the ball actually ended up behind him, which which is why he didn't catch it. And listen, we're, we're talking about bold predictions and everything. I just want to I just want to praise Tom Brady for how close he came to making my bold prediction true. That uh, was nine touchdown passes, having zero uh, came very very close to, to making me. Uh, yeah, that was never going to happen. So. That was that was pretty epic. So with that, David, we are going to get out of here. A big thank you once again to Greco, Yousef, and Tyler for calling in. If you have some reactions to the Buccaneers' victory over the New England Patriots, you can send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or give us a call at 813-444-5841. Once again, thank you to everyone for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We will dive a little bit deeper, share our in-depth takeaways from this week four victory over New England. Now, make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRGo underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. Thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.